Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, good afternoon. This morning, I want to introduce to, to you my daughter. She and I will be sharing the word this morning. We are doing a combo this morning. Um, it's going to be organic. We didn't think, planned. We're just going to talk as the Lord gives both of us utterance and just to see what God is going to do in and through us this morning. The topic of our message, which we had without thinking about it together, is where do I fit into God's plan? So Ashley, where do you think, when you think about God's plan, what, what comes to mind? Um, in my opinion, I think God's plan is to save and redeem the world mm -hmm. I think after we fell we needed Jesus so I think God's plan is to extend his grace mm -hmm. and call us home okay and reach so that he, he doesn't want anyone to perish mm -hmm. so his plan is to really call us all home thank you for that so the question I, I, I will ask you this morning have you ever asked the question where do I fit into God's plan and you may even extend the question by asking yourself, do I qualify to be used by God? Because those are questions we ask ourselves. Do we see ourselves unworthy? We see ourselves not usable. We see, see ourselves as insignificant and inadequate to be used by God. And so we question his ability to use us. We question ourselves, can we be used? And so sometimes what that does, it keeps us away from partaking or being a part of even what Karen mentioned earlier, the mission of NLH, mm -hmm. where she said, this is what we do. We create settings so persons can grow and persons can experience God so that they can lovingly serve. But most times persons aren't playing a part or, or walking in the role because they feel inadequate. Do you have anything to add to that? Um yes i do <laughs> so i don't sometimes also it's not just about feeling inadequate it also has to do with your own desires not aligning with god's desires okay and that was that was actually a big deal for me so when i was younger um i had a lot well the, the gifts that god gave to me were revealed um i had prophecy discernment and a couple others but it did not align with my idea of or my plan for myself mm. so as a teenager I would have dreams and visions and I didn't I didn't really know what to do with it because my peers weren't experiencing the same thing and my plan for myself was to fit in with my peers mm. but that's not where I was meant to fit in mm. so sometimes we'd feel inadequate and sometimes what we want for ourselves doesn't align with what god wants for us and i like the fact that you mentioned that you wanted to fit in with your peers because that is what when we think of the word fit in fit in denotes being accepted or belonging because you're behaving like someone else mm -hmm. But when you fit into God's plan, you are unique and what he has specifically for you is something that you alone can do. So even if you and I have the same giftings and the same talents and the same skills, 
because of how we wired you uniquely, you're going to do it differently than I do. Mm -hmm. And it's going to look differently. Mm -hmm. And so to fit into God's plan is to, is to basically to have a place. It's, it's to have a part of our role. It's to, that same puzzle that we just showed, to fit into the puzzle, to further advance God's kingdom, the same way you mentioned, to, to bring us back, to redeem us, to reconcile us where we had seen before and to bring us bring us to that place romans 12 1 tw and 1 to 2 says therefore i urge you brothers and sisters in view of god's mercy to offer your bodies as living sacrifice holy and pleasing to god this is your true and proper worship i'm reading from the nlt version do not conform to the pattern of this world but be he transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what god's will is is good. good pleasing and perfect will so we realize ash that you really can't know god's will unless you align yourself with him mm. So everything else you're doing, you're, you're, you're missing the mark. You're, you're, it's like you're sending boomerangs and they're just going all over the place. But you're not, there's no bullseye because you're not offering yourself to him as a, as a living sacrifice. You're not seeking his perfect, good and pleasing will for you. So you're just doing what you want to aimlessly. do. Aimlessly. Aimlessly. And, 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 and so I, I realize that for us to... To understand what God is, is, is calling us to do is, is to seek him. We are all infused with unique personality. It, it's a skills. combination of our skills, our experiences, and don't dis dis disqualify your, your experiences. Because all of our experiences form and shape part and parcel of what God is going to do in us. To each one, 1 Corinthians 12, 7 says, To each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good, the Spirit of wisdom to another the method of, of knowledge by means of the same spirit and it continues and in 1 Corinthians 12 12 tells us that there are many many parts to one body speak to that ash what do you think when you think about many parts speak to me from your own experience of many parts in in one body so um I'm in med school now and the more I study the more I draw parallel to the body of Christ so for example the whole body, every single organ system, every single part of the body is necessary for it to function as a whole. The lungs are necessary for the heart. The heart is necessary for the lungs. The brain is necessary for every single organ system. So it's important that we align ourselves with God's will and figure out what it is that God wants us to be doing mm -hmm. so that we can function as a part of the whole. Mm -hmm. For example, there are people who are excellent communicators they're good at worship they were just born with a natural skill and then you fine-tune that for God's kingdom mm. you fine-tune that for God's kingdom there are people who are good at administrative work <laughs> they're good at the brain aspect of it and they all fit into the whole and the whole is Christ's body so, I, so it makes no sense then for me to think that because I can't do it the way you do it, I don't have a place. No, that makes no sense. <laughs> and, and, because and, there's and, so much different organs and so many different systems. So, I, so if I am the liver that is hidden, I am just as important as the face. You're literally just as important as the face. And let me tell you something. There's, the body also has compensatory mechanisms. So for example, if your kidney is not functioning properly, your lungs will kick in 
to detoxify the body the way it should be detoxified but that doesn't mean that you don't need the kidney Mm. you need the kidney to function properly I I don't even want to use the word properly I want to say optimally the best way that it can so it's important that everyone plays their role no matter how small you think your role is it's really not that small it's absolutely necessary because I need you and you need me Mm -hmm. yeah so Frederick Butcher suggests that the place God the place God calls you and me is a place where your deep gladness and world's deep hunger meet. And so it's a place where you I, I, I have friends where will be able to tell me every day about the news, what's happening on the news. I don't want to listen to the news. I don't have a clue what's happening around the world if someone don't tell me. And so they are in tune with what's happening. And so I can always hear what's happening from them because they are that way. And, and, and their heart burns sometimes when they hear. And so possible that could be an area where God is saying to them, I would want you to serve there because this is where eyes. you are the eyes there. Mm-hmm. You can pray because you're aware of what's happening there. Is that place where your deep meets the world's deepest. And God is saying, that is where I, I need you. Mother Teresa, at the age of 12, Ash, um, felt the call of God strongly at 12. So you realize that it's not when you're old. It's not when you get to my age before you understand God's call or you sense God's calling. Mother Teresa, at the age of 12, felt God's calling strongly. She felt that to be a missionary. She felt that she wanted to be a missionary to spread the love of Christ because that is what came in her heart from the age of 12. At the age of 18, she left her parents' home and she, 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 she joined the Irish community of nuns with mission in India. But the suffering and the poverty that she experienced that were happening outside of the wall of, of, the, of the covenant, she said no, she was deeply impressed to go and to do more than living in, 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 in the covenant and to do what she was, she was a teacher. And in 1948, she received permission from her superiors to leave the covenant school and devote herself to working amongst the poorest of the poor in, Col- in, in the slums of Calcutta. Although she had no funds, so she, listen, she, so here it is, she didn't wait until she had everything, all the resources that she needed. She knew that the, her heart was pounding for the people who were hungry, for the poorest people. And so what she did, she went. And she signed up to, and she started an open-air school um, for children living in the slum. Soon after, other volunteers who had the same passion and the burning joined her, and financial support started to come in. So I realized, Ash, that our call does not start when you get to a certain age. It, it, it starts before there's a deeper longing. Jeremiah 1 even goes further, 5, and says, Before I form you in the womb, God said to Jeremiah, I knew you before you were born. I set you apart. And that is why as a child, you could have recognized that you had the gift of prophecy. You could have recognized that you have the gift of discernment and the other giftings that you did not mention. Because God is not waiting until Ashley gets to the age. Because you know what? There's no child. There's no teenager. There's no baby Holy Spirit. It's the same side of the Holy Spirit that comes in a child from you were born. And that is why he could say to Jeremiah, I appointed you to the nations as a prophet. So he didn't say, Jeremiah, I'm waiting until you get old when you're in your 30s or in your 40s. When you think you're useful, I'm going to appoint you. God said, no, I, I, I knew you before you were formed, before you were conceived. And I, and, and I chose you and I appointed you to go to the nations as a prophet. 
God had a part for Jeremiah to play long before Jeremiah was conceived. And you know what? He had a part for you to play long before you were conceived. A part that you may be unaware of because you, 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 you may see, think that I am insignificant. What can I really offer to God? What can I offer God? I have been through so much. And, and, when, I, and when I look at my own life, Ash, I, I, I think about even the fact that I was born to teenage parents. That was part and parcel of God's plan. Shaping. It was a shaping. So the, so the very family in which I was born was chosen by God. My grandmother was, who modeled a life of faith was, was, was integral in my being raised in her household so that I could see what faith looks like. Because I'm now needing to have faith in God. Mm -hmm. I remember at the age of 13, coming back to the point, there wasn't a, a, a junior Holy Spirit or a, or a baby Holy Spirit. At the age of 13, when my grandmother got stroke, a stroke, she could, she could no longer attend church because half of her body was paralyzed. And I used to preach for her every week, once per week. And I and and I and I remembered when I when I when I read the scripture, and I sang her songs. She became alive. Either this the, this person whose brain was damaged because of a stroke no longer seemed damaged. She was so alert because something was happening. Because she had stored up something inside of her, and it was it 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 it, it came to be. But what I'm also recognizing it is that God. Had called me from then, but I didn't know. I thought I was singing and preaching for my grandmother because she couldn't go to church. And then as I got older, I remember even at that age, I said to God, I said, God, if you promise me that my grandmother won't die, I'll go around the world and become a missionary for you. I was trying to trick God then. <laughs> but guess what? It was what he placed within me. What have you promised him? What have you said in your deepest moments that God I will do for you? Are the very things he's going to call you to do because you have made a promise that to him when you needed him the most, when you're desperate and he's saying, I know you mean it. I know you mean what you just said to me and I'm going to call you out to do it. Later as I got older, I didn't even understand what preaching was about. I was invited by a church, the African Methodist Church that I used to take on a Friday evening to preach every Friday evening. And, 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 and I never knew what preaching was about. I didn't understand it. I didn't study it. I didn't know anything. I didn't even know how to formulate it. But I spoke what I felt. And I felt free talking about what I felt. But even as I got older, Ashley, and you know about the failed marriages that I've had, each of those marriages, and even having you as a child and having the children, also became part and parcel of how God was shaping me. So I now see a divorced woman, or I now understand a child who did not, was not raised with their mother and father. I see them differently because of my own experiences. And I feel that I have a responsibility to share my life with women who are separated and divorced. Or with children who didn't grow with parents because I experienced that I knew what it was and so by the time I got to seminary that wasn't the first time God called me God's call was on me before I was shaped and placed in my mother's womb before he before I, my eyes were open and I and, and I was breathing he shaped me he called me and he said I have called you to be whatever he has called me to be and can I surprise you he has done the same thing for you. He has also called you. In the Bible, God often calls individuals. And when they are completely immersed, 
in the challenge of the moment, that is when we recognize that we fit into God's plan. Look over and over in the Bible. Think about the Joshua. Think about the, the Caleb's and the, and the Gideon's. Think about the Joseph's. God did not wait until jo till Moses died to, to, to prepare Jacob to prepare um, Joshua. We saw Joshua being Moses' aid. We saw Joshua working with Moses. We saw I see you even sitting here, it's more than what you know. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, it is more than what you know because we didn't plan this. This wasn't planned. This wasn't this is all organic. We didn't even know what we we're gonna say because everybody know my problem. I didn't have a message this morning. So we're just looking at how God actually commissions each of us and calls us before we were younger. Because you had a call, I remembered even very young, and Anne can attest to this, that they, you, you had a, a side of you. You, 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 you were always considered what we would consider a prior warrior. But you tried to run away from it and you run as far <laughs> as you can. And you know what happened this morning, Ruth? When your song started to play, she, she said to me, that's my song. So she started to cry. She said, that's my song. So she started to cry. Ruth went back old school and she didn't know you were coming. And she did not know those were your songs. So it just showed me that when God has his hands on your ash, you can't run. Because he commissions you. He, he appoints you. He selects you. He, chose, he chooses you. And he knows the pathway that you would take. And he says, I have you. I am with you. I got you. I, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Not plans that are far-fetched. Not plans that are haphazardly happening. But plans that each day, every step of your life, the bad things, the good things are all working out together. For good. good. Would you have known that this morning, we, yesterday, would you even think that we'd be sitting here together? No, but God knew. And so we, you and I right now, are, have, have just fit ourselves into God's plan. Mm -hmm. Because there's more God has called you to do than you and I are aware of. But today is the beginning of history in another way. Because you would have never have known that we'd be sitting here this morning and talking this way. I wouldn't have known. I just realized I couldn't get my message together. And I'm saying, God, what's, <laughs> what's happening? Why can't I get a message together? So what, what, what else do you want to add, Ash? Um, I wanted to say, uh, well, I think it's important um, for me at least to remember that my gifting fits into his plan. And what mm. that means is that it's important that I do what he called me to do because it's not about me anymore. It's about other people. Mm -hmm. So I understand that in me going back to school, he's equipping me with what I need to serve him and to serve his people. It's not about me. It's not about Ashley's career choice and Ashley being a doctor. It's not about that at all. Mm. it's about fitting into his plan and the more I remove myself from it the more at peace I become same thing when I was younger when I was younger boy did I run from the gifting because it was creepy that is the word it was creepy having the dreams and the visions and, and seeing things come to pass was creepy and, the, and when I stopped running is when it stopped becoming creepy so I think for me 
it's important to remember that this is not about you. If you can sing, it's not about you. If you have good administrative skills, it's not about you. If you're, if you're good at finance, if you're good at missions, nothing is about you. Your talents and your skills, it's not about you. It's about what you are meant to do in God's kingdom. That is awesome. So, so I can't, with, I, so I can't withhold me from you because you in can't essence, withhold. yeah. And, and and you know what I realize, or take credit, or take credit for what God is doing in me. Hey, can can have you ever seen a piano say I am very good? <laughs> no, is that an instrument being played? Karen brought that to my attention. I, I think last year, mm-hmm. a, a vessel cannot take credit for what they they they, they it is being used to do. And it is God who plays us. Yeah. It is God who, 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 who comes and uses us and, and opens the doors and gives us the opportunities and we think it's about us. That is where we go it wrong. It can never be about us because guess what? If you have an object in your house that has no use, what do you do? <laughs> you have to toss it's it. You toss it, yeah. You toss it. And so I realized that, Ash, that God uses ordinary people. Yeah. People who brings nothing to the table nothing nothing to the table what do you think might be mundane yeah comes with nothing offering him nothing and we look at that god he uses the old and the young we see abraham and we see moses he never used them until they were older men mm-hmm. we see god using young jeremiah and the timothy and the ashleys we see god using you at any age we see god using the samaritan woman who had five husbands but we also see god using mary who was a virgin we see him using naomi who was a widow all for his plan all for his plan we see him using the prostitute rahab we see him using jacob the liar we see him using gideon the one who was fearful so we recognize that there's a part that all of us have in the kingdom of god and we cannot think that god cannot use us mm-hmm. he uses us despite of where we are or our experiences your experiences can never be bad enough that god cannot use you actually there are persons who are waiting for you to open your mouth because they need to hear that God can deliver, God can set free, God can save, God can mend, He can sustain, He can protect and provide for someone who has been through what you have been through. You know what I like about God? That though He does not bring these things to us, He redeems it. He, he takes my mess and he redeems my mess and he gives me a message. He takes my trials and he redeems my trials and he makes me triumphant. Mm. He takes me as a victor and he redeems me and makes me victorious. And that is what I love about the God who calls us and says to you and I, I have a place for you. I have a plan for you because you're a part of the body. As Ash said earlier, the liver will overcompensate. The kidney. The kidney will overcompensate. Go the, ahead, you explain. The lungs will compensate mm-hmm. for the kidney. Because it is not functioning. So guess what? Some Ensure that nobody is compensating for you. Ensure that no one is doing your part, not playing your part, because you fail okay, to understand to that God has called you and literally... What you were born to do. ...appoint you to do some things. And if you're not operating in it, if you're if you if you're not, if you have missed the mark, if you have allowed fear to cripple you or you seem insignificant, 
or you think that God really can't use me. Based off what Ash just mentioned a while ago, someone is doing your part or guess what? Something is undone. Something is literally undone if you are not doing your part. And so as a church, we invite you to part with us in any way. Come, be a part of our Monday night studies. Learn, come and experience God. Come and, and realize that there's more to God than a Sunday morning. Come and realize that God is doing more. God wants to so heal us, Ash. He wants to so deliver us. And it's not only for us, as you have mentioned, it's for the world. It's a, the world is waiting. Creation is waiting. Imagine running a 4 by 100 race. I'm running my leg, but I have no one to pass my baton to. Ash, you have to take the baton. You have to take the baton and continue the race. And then you hand the baton onto your children because the generation has to continue the race. Think about it. If I have no one else to stop, to, to hand my baton to, if I don't have a niece or a nephew or a child or, or a friend or a neighbor or someone that I'm pouring my life in, what happens when I am no longer around? It's as if I wasn't here. But when I come and I, and I fit into God's plan and I allow him to open my eyes to see that which he has birthed in me to do, I can pass on a legacy and it can be continued and, 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 just gr and it can grow because, it now, because God is saying now, I can do more in you and through you and to the next generations to come because you chose to carry on the legacy. Mm -hmm. So how do you think you fit? What is your passion? What is your burden? When you watch the news, what burden, burden, burdens you? Is it the children? Is it the homeless? What is it that burden, burdens you? What is it that when you think about it, is it the dogs? Is it the cats? It is something, it's part of creation. What it is that God is burdening your heart to do? Because you were wired, you were created, you were knitted in your mother's womb for a purpose. And God has appointed you to the nations. The nation may be your, your next door neighbor, but it's still the nations. Your nation may mean literally taking yourself up and go to Jamaica, to Brazil, wherever it is going to the nations. It may be going in, 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 in your community where you have all different people groups. You are going to the nations. Let us recognize that we all fit in. You have a part, I have a part. Mm -hmm. I need you, you need me. I can't do it without you. And you can't do it without me. So let us literally literally prepare ourselves to to recognize that listen god has a part for us to play ash do you have anything you want to add before we finish wrap up um i just wanted to also add that i don't know if i don't if for anyone who has been around children you see their gifting mm. from a young age some children are really good at drawing some children are, you know, they have an extraordinary gift of compassion. Some students, some kids are assertive. Some kids are, they're, they're fast runners. But every single talent and skill that was given to us, is a, is, it fits into the whole. It fits into the puzzle. And sometimes you need to zoom out and remember what God's whole plan is. Mm. See the puzzle as a whole. And then zoom back into your little puzzle piece to see where you fit in. Amen. 
in construction, we call that working from the whole to the part. We see the bigger picture, we narrow it down to what is my part mm. and that I play my part well. Remember, you are part of a team, you are part of a body. If you are the eye, you need to see. Mm -hmm. If you are the hand, you need to serve. If you are the mouth, you need to talk. If you are the brain, you need to think. If you are the feet, you need to walk. If you are the liver, even the gallbladder. Everything. Every, you need to function. Airs, you need to hear. Yes. You all, all of us have a part. All of us have a role. All of us have a part in the kingdom of God. And he has called us. He has called you and he has called me. He has given us the ability to go. Creation is waiting. Thank you, Ash. Ash, it was a pleasure to have you this morning. It was a pleasure that I, something that I never envisioned would have happened so quickly. But hey, <laughs> I knew it was going to happen, but when I didn't know. So Ash recommended that we listen to this song. So let us hear what it is all about. As she slips in Trying to fade into the faces The girls teasing laughter Is carrying farther than they know Farther than they know But if we are the body Sing.